Welcome to the Kaleo Life Podcast. You can find more resources for gospel living and information about us by going to our website, kaleo.community. Enjoy today's sermon. We are in, uh, we're going to be looking at Psalm 138. Psalm 138. So please open your Bibles to Psalm 138. And let's ask God for his uh, guidance as we look at this passage, as we reflect on last year. So let's pray. God, we thank you that you are our God. We praise you with with our whole hearts. We give you glory for your love, for your faithfulness, for the work that you are doing in each one of us, for the work that you have done this last year. We thank you that you have been faithful and you have been working in us, through us. You have been glorifying your name. And thank you that we get to be a part of your plan. We get to be members of your kingdom, God. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you would glorify your name as we reflect on your faithfulness in this last year, that you would uh, bring to mind how you have cared for us, and that that would bring us to glorify you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So every year, uh, at the end of the year, we devote one sermon to look back and to remember God's faithfulness through the year. Now, this year actually happened to be the first Sunday of of the year, but before we move on to 2023, which I know that many of us have already done that and many of us are already thinking about, okay, what's new, what can I change or whatever, I want to appeal to you to maybe just make 2022 just last just a little bit longer, maybe just until tonight and and until you go to sleep tonight. Uh, And I want to appeal to all of us to pause, to take a moment before we jump full force into 2023 and just reflect on God's faithfulness through last year. And so this passage that we're going to read is going to give us somewhat of a guide to do that you know, like a little guide helping us to reflect on God's faithfulness through last year. And uh, tonight is going to be more focused on on we as a church, on things that have happened, uh, uh, God's faithfulness to us as a church. But my encouragement for you is that tonight you you make an effort to fit it in somewhere in your schedule, maybe at dinner time, maybe before you put the kids to bed maybe with the kids before you put them to bed and then with your spouse after they go to bed or, you know, whenever you can. But tonight, that you would actually go through this passage and do the same thing that we're about to do for the church, that you do it for you and for your family. That you would spend some time just reflecting on God's faithfulness and you would spend time thanking Him and praising Him for His love, for His faithfulness, for His work in our lives. So that is my appeal. And so basically what we're going to do tonight is we're going to go through the psalm using it as a guideline to help us remember last year and praise God for his faithfulness for us. So let's read this psalm. And I'm going to ask you to stand if you are able uh, so that we can read Psalm 138. 
Psalm 138 says of David, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. On the day I called you, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. And they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. This is the word of God. You may be seated. So first off, we see how uh, David begins this psalm by stating the purpose. And the purpose is basically giving thanks to God. He is saying I, in verse 1, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. And that is ultimately what I want us all to do as we think about last year, that we would give thanks to God with our whole hearts, that we would wholeheartedly look back at the year and say, yes, God, you have been so good and faithful, and I give you thanks for every single thing that happened in 2022. Now, one, one thing that I want to point out from this particular line is that, is that he has he says he gives thanks to God with his whole heart. And I just want to remind you of the fact that uh, for, for the Hebrew culture, for David, uh, uh, the idea of heart was more than just the emotions, right? For us, when we think of heart, maybe we think more of emotions. And then when we think of mind, we think logic and will and whatnot. But for the Hebrew culture, the heart was really the whole being. It was the emotions, it was the intellect, it was the will, it was everything, right? So when someone would say, I give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart, man, I am giving you thanks with all that I am. And so as we reflect on God's faithfulness through last year, I pray and I hope and, and my desire is that that's how we would worship God. That's how we would praise Him. We would praise Him with our whole being, with our intellect, remembering, with our, with our emotions, uh, feeling God's faithfulness to us with our will, like willingly wanting to praise Him and worship Him. I was really encouraged by uh, Jordan's opening this, this evening and just really an encouragement for all of us to worship God, to, to uh, I, I don't know, maybe the words that come is to let loose a little bit and really just engage with our full, with our whole being in worshiping God. And that's what this psalm, that's what David is doing in this psalm. He is worshiping God with his whole heart, with his whole being. Now, there's another interesting phrase in verse 1. It says, I worship you, or I give you thanks, sorry, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. Before the gods, right? And this is uh, small g gods, because obviously we know that there is no other God but the Lord, God Almighty. But it is so interesting that David is saying, I am praising God in the presence or before all of these other gods, right? Before 
all of the, quote, all of the competition, I am praising God because I know that he is the, the only God. He is the real God. He is the most powerful God. And so, in a sense, I think that David is leading us to think and remember that God is ultimately God over everything. He has no, no equal. He has no one that comes even close to him. But on the other hand, I think that it is a good reminder that we worship God in the midst of a pagan culture, in the midst of a post-Christian culture, right? Many of us, I know that we would like to maybe go back to a time where like this country was a little bit more Christian or, or you know, we had different values. And sure, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Yeah, we should pray towards a, a godly country and we should, you know, work towards a, a godly country and vote towards a godly country and legislate if we can towards a godly country. But at the same time, I think that we need to be aware that it is most of the Bible is given to us in the context of exile, right? Most of the New Testament, if not all of the New Testament, is in the context of being in exile in the middle of a pagan community, of a pagan generation. And so I think that we have everything that we need here in Scripture to be able to praise God before the other gods, right? The other gods are very real in front of us. They're very, very real in the sense that we can see them, not that they're real gods. We know that they don't exist, but the other gods, the, the competing worldviews are very much in front of us. But the Bible gives us a really good paradigm to worship God as exiles, worship God uh, before the other gods. And so, you know, just to begin naming a few things, I'm, I'm going to be naming several things that have happened in, in 2022 uh, within our church body. And this is not an exhaustive list. So if, if there was something that maybe you, you would have wanted me to mention and I didn't, I apologize. I, uh, it, it is not an exhaustive list. But a couple of things that come to mind just to begin with, um, I think that as we are thinking about worshiping God or praising God before the other gods, I can't help but be so thankful to God that we have been able to preach the word of God. That this entire year we were focused on preaching the word of God and that we were able to do it freely and unapologetically. That we didn't have to hide or anything like that. That we were able to come here publicly and preach the word of God. We were able to finish uh, our study in the book of Revelation. We were able to do more of a topical uh, series on, on the church and the different roles within the church. We were able to begin our study in the book of Ephesians, and we're actually more than halfway through the book of Ephesians. We also preached through uh, uh, a few other miscellaneous passages. We even uh, met at the park. We met publicly at the park, and we preached through some of the Psalms. And I am just grateful that we were able to do all of that before the, before the gods, right? We were able to do it. We were able to worship God and praise him before all of these other competing uh, so-called gods. I was also reminded that we were able, and I, I want to give credit to whom credit is due. I think by the, by the, Grace of God, Simon and Sandra have been working so hard, have been serving, have been passionate about ministering to our homeless neighbors. And I'm just so, 
so grateful that we as a church have the opportunity to minister to them. And I think that that's another clear example of how we can praise God before the other gods, right? We can praise God before the gods of addiction. We can praise God before the gods of, uh, um, of I don't know, entitlement. But at the same time, because I know that the, the, this is a very complicated issue, we have been able to praise God before the gods of uh, maybe selfishness or lovelessness or, or oppression or abuse, right? All of these evil and, and, and uh, uh, anti-God things, just the fact that we have been able to minister to the homeless is amazing. It's amazing that God can be praised through that. So David gives us the reason for why he is thanking God in verse 2. He says, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. So there's uh, a few things that he thanks God for. And, and the last couple, the, the last, the, sorry, the first couple of things is his steadfast love. This is a very used Hebrew word in the Bible. And, and the word is hesed. And the reason why I mentioned the word is because we don't really have quite a, a, a literal or a perfect translation of this word, right? Many, many, uh, many translations put it as steadfast love. Some other translations maybe put it as mercy or, you know, a few other ways of translating the word. But ultimately, there's no translation for it other than the actual word. It's chesed. God's chesed, God's love, God's mercy, God's steadfast love. And one thing that I was just reflecting on is how amazing, how incredible it is that we serve a God that loves us. Tell me of any other God that loves his people. God, the Lord, Yahweh, is the only God that loves his people. The only God that gives, that, that sacrifices himself, right? The Lord Jesus sacrificed himself for us because he loves us. And so as we reflect on 2022, we can just, I mean, this reason would be enough for us to be thankful to God, just the fact that he loves us. And so a couple of things that I want to mention related to God's love is uh, this year, it was actually very, or sorry, last year, 2022, it was actually very early in 2022, uh, Peter made a profession of faith. He was saved. God saved Peter at the beginning of 2022. And then a little bit later, he was baptized. We were able to baptize Peter. And he is not, we know that he is now in prison. And I'm, I'm grateful for Dave. I'm grateful for uh, Chris Cornish. I'm grateful for, for uh, Susan, who have been ministering to him, who have been praying for him. And I'm also thankful that we as a church have been praying for him. And I'm grateful that God has shown his love for us and for Peter in saving him. Uh, I also uh, see that God has shown his love for us by adding a few people to our church family. That's something that we had been praying throughout the year, and he has responded to that. He has added some people to the church family. Um, one way that I have felt extremely loved by God, and, and I think that this is something that maybe I'm getting a little more directly, but I know that you guys are getting it indirectly, is I have been extremely ministered by the folks at Summit 
church in Tacoma. This is Ben Sandburn and, and Ryan Knight who came in October, I think, and Ben preached and Ryan led worship. Uh, I've been meeting on a regular basis with them, and I have been extremely encouraged. I have felt God's love through them, and I say that it, it affects you indirectly because honestly, like, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to sound like extreme, but honestly, I think that 2022 would have been a very, very different year had I not had the encouragement of Ben and Ryan. And so I'm really, really grateful for them. And ultimately, I'm grateful that God was showing or has been showing his love for us as a church by providing uh, uh, leaders and people outside of our church that I can be accountable to, that I can be mentored by and, and encouraged by. Um. David also thanks God for his faithfulness. God has been so faithful to us. He has not forsaken us. And he will never forsake, forsake us. He, will, he has been leading us. He has instructed us. He has given us direction. He has comforted us. Uh, I'm going to mention several things here that, we can, that remind me of God's faithfulness to us as a church. Uh, one of the things that I have seen in God's... Uh, that, one of the ways in which I have seen God's faithfulness to us is seeing uh, Sam and Chris being raised up and, and being able to serve. Uh, I am really encouraged and I can see God's faithfulness in Sam leading worship, also in Sam uh, having the opportunity to preach a few times. I'm also really encouraged to see Chris preaching. Many of you don't know this, but Chris has expressed that he doesn't feel extremely comfortable preaching, but you would see him up here and you would not even imagine that he doesn't feel that comfortable with public speaking. Um, and so I'm really grateful for that. I'm also grateful that Jordan has, uh, has been doing uh, some preaching as well. Um, God has shown his faithfulness through the birth of Winston Morgan, Michael and Annie's uh, son. We are extremely grateful for, for them and, and for baby Winston. We're also very grateful for baby Silas Lichty. And he's making some noise, right? He's racing the roof right now. <laughs> uh, we are extremely grateful for these little blessings that we have as a church. We are so grateful that God's kingdom can be, uh, can grow, not just by, you know, preaching the gospel to, pe to people from the outside, but also by preaching the gospel to our kids. We're also grateful and we have seen God's faithfulness in the relaunching of our gospel communities. Another of the things that we were praying for is, is having a third gospel community. And uh, we, have a, a, we have three gospel communities now, and I would even say maybe four with the, with the homeless Bible study. And so I'm just really encouraged that God has responded, uh, uh, has answered to those prayers, and has blessed us with that. God has been faithful financially to our church. It is no secret that our church is not rolling in the dough, but it is amazing. It is incredible that he sustained us financially through this year. And uh, I am particularly thankful that through God's provision, I was able to, to receive a full-time salary. I was able to devote my, my whole uh, uh, working hours to, to be working here without being worried about like, oh man, where's the next paycheck going to come from? Uh, also, in, in, you know, in a smaller, significantly smaller way, we have been, the church has been able to, uh, to pay Amy for, for some of the work that she does for the church. And in an even 
way, way, way smaller way in like almost nothing kind of way, we have been able to, uh, to give Chris a little thank you gift every month. Uh, but we are extremely grateful that Chris is volunteering his time and also that he has support, uh, outside supporters. Um, but ultimately, what I want us to think about, what, where I want to point us to is to God, right? That it's ultimately by his faithfulness that he has provided financially to go another year operating as a church without having to take any loans, without, having to, without going into debt or anything like that. And we are extremely grateful for that. Um, we're also grateful... We're also grateful that he has provided financially not only to pay the salary of some of us or, 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 you know, to help some of us financially. He has also provided for us to be able to invest in other places, in other missions, to, to invest in kingdom work in other places of the world. And, and I'm sure you know we are supporting the Cedarlands as, uh, as they are working in Mexico. And we are seeing a lot of, a lot of fruit from their work. We're supporting uh, the Sanchez's who are in northern Mexico planting a church. We have been able to support uh, the Rose, Simon and Sandra, as we can see their work right here in the midst of us. Uh, we have also been able to support Veritas Classical Academy, which is in, in Hoquiam. Uh, and so, I'm, you know, as I look back to all of these things, I think all of us should be so thankful to God and say, wow. God has provided for all of these things. God has been so faithful to us. God has also been faithful to us in allowing us to make some small improvements to our building. So like I mentioned earlier, we don't have a lot of money as a church, but even then we have been able to make a few uh, improvements. We were able to replace the broken windows that we had. Um, we were able to buy a much needed AV computer uh, and you know a few other things that we were able to do. God has provided, and this is one thing that I'm extremely thankful, is that God has provided a growing number of volunteers who are putting their gifts and their skills to use for the service of Jesus in his church. It is amazing. It is incredible to come here like I came today and like not having to worry about pretty much anything other than preaching. That's incredible, right? Being in a church where People are taking ownership where people are serving, where people are utilizing their gifts for the glory of God. I am also thankful for God's faithfulness in providing people from other churches or people from the greater uh, Grace Harbor Christian community that are serving us faithfully. I'm extremely thankful for Anna Timi that plays the piano pretty much every Sunday or almost. Uh, I am grateful for John and Leslie O'Brien who have graciously been uh, just encouraging us in, with their incredible musical gifts. I'm grateful for Matt and Erica Corbin who have uh, played uh, and led us in worship a few times. I'm grateful for some of the guest preachers that we have had. I'm grateful for uh, uh, Pastor Marcus McDaniel from the Hoquiam First Baptist Church who uh, came and preached. Um, I'm also grateful and I can see God's faithfulness in continuing to provide a, another source of income as we rent the building to a life, the church that meets here in the mornings. I'm, I'm so encouraged that we are able to use our building for other church to meet here, not just us. So those are just some of the, 
some of the ways that God has been faithful to us. I'm sure that there are many others, but we need to move on. Uh, this, I, honestly, I don't know how long this sermon will be, but that was, I think that was the longest part, so we're, we're good. So, in all of these things, in all of these things that I just mentioned, in all of these things that we can look back and remember at God's, remember God's love and God's faithfulness, in all of these things, it is good for us to remember that God has exalted his name and his work. It says right here at the end of verse 2, it says, For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. We thank God not because he has made our little kingdom grow, but because he has made his kingdom grow through us, right? The reason why I'm mentioning all of these things is not to, to say, oh, see, like, Kaleo, we are so successful. We're so cool. Let's continue to build our little Kaleo kingdom. No, the ultimate goal is that God's name is exalted. The ultimate goal is not to build our little kingdom, but to build God's kingdom. And so in all of these things that I just listed, I hope that we can all see how God is exalting his name. I hope that we can look at all of those things back, or maybe tonight when you look at things uh, uh, from your own you know, personal experience, that you are able to see how God is glorifying and exalting his name and his word in all of this. That's the ultimate goal, that God's name would be glorified. That's why we exist, to glorify God. Another thing that we can be thankful for is how he has answered to our prayer. If you read verse 3, it says, On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. God has been so faithful in answering our prayers. I only have a couple of examples here, but I mean, you have heard us praying for Greg, right? And, and we have seen God's faithfulness in, in you know, he, he, has, he has cancer. And we have been able to see God sustaining him and, and, and God keeping that cancer from advancing any, any longer and even decreasing a little bit. Another thing that we have seen answer uh, uh, to our prayer, one of the, and I already mentioned this, but I want to tell you a little bit more about it. One of the things that we have been praying since the beginning of the year at our elders' meetings, we have been praying that God would bring two more families. That was, you know, that was a, a, a really specific uh, prayer. And we were getting towards the end of the year, and, and there were no new families. And then all of a sudden we have two wonderful ladies show up separately. And, you know, they are a, a very small family, in fact, family of one. But we are so grateful that God responded to that, right? God responded and he brought two families. That's amazing. God's faithfulness. We can praise him for that. Then David goes and, and, and starts talking about the future assurance that we have. So here's the amazing thing. We worship God. We thank him. We praise him for his faithfulness, for his love. But we do it in hope, knowing that he will build his kingdom. That the future is, is certain. 
Look at what David writes in verse 4. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. So right now, we may be the only ones praising God before all of these other gods, but we have the assurance that there will be one day when all of the kings of the earth will praise God. When all of the kings of the earth will join us in thanking God for his love, for his faithfulness. I mean, isn't that what we saw in the book of Revelation? When, old, when at, the, at the very end, everyone, people from all tribes and nations are together worshiping God and praising him for his love, for his mercy, for his faithfulness. And so maybe right now the situation doesn't look that great or even that close to this. But we have this future hope. We have this future assurance that God and his kingdom will win. And so right now we continue to praise God. We continue to thank him because we have that assurance. We praise him because of his regard for the lowly. Look at verse 6. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. The fact that God regards the lowly should be one of the things that we, uh, that we should be the most thankful for in this last year. Because if he didn't have regard for the lowly, then we would be lost. Because we are the lowly. We, were, we used to be God's enemies. We used to be separated from God. We used to be uh, alienated from God. We used to be poor in spirit. But God in his mercy, because he has regard for the lowly, he has saved us. And it is interesting that it says, but the haughty he knows from afar. And so I hope that as we look back at 2022, we would be able to identify with the lowly, right? Because if you identify with the haughty, then it means that you are more with the, with the Pharisees of Jesus' time, that they didn't think that they had a need for a doctor, that they didn't think they had a need for a savior. Right? The fact that God has regard for the lowly is incredible, incredibly good news for us. And so this you know, reminds me again of, of the, uh, the opportunity that God has given us to minister to the homeless neighbors that we have. Right? If we truly understand that God has a regard for the lowly and that we were there, that we used to be lowly, that apart from God, we wouldn't be anywhere, but that in his mercy and in his grace, he raised us up from the dust, then we should be the most merciful of all people. We should be the most loving of all people. We should have the most regard for the lowly of all people, right? It's easy for us to to sit and judge and say, oh, you know, maybe, maybe they deserve it. Maybe they brought it upon themselves or whatever, you name it. But if we really understand that we used to be the lowly, 
that we used to be in the dust, and we should be the most loving and serving of all people. God has delivered us in the midst of trouble. In verse 7, it says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. We have experienced some trouble this year. I think one of the most difficult things that our church family has uh, has been going through this year is uh, baby Callum's health condition. And I think that we can see God's faithfulness there. We can see God's care specifically for the Caleb family. We can see how even though they're going through a difficult situation as a family, God has been faithful to them. God has preserved them. God has Stretched, stretched out his hand, has given them peace and comfort. And so my, I, I hope in my prayer, well, my number one prayer in, in our prayer should be for Callum's healing, right? We want God to heal baby Callum. And we also want to pray and ask God to continue to give the Kaleges comfort, peace, grace, to go through this trial and also that he would give us a, he would give us love and a heart of service so that to so that we can come alongside them and serve them and help them and comfort them another difficult thing that we uh, that our church family went through this year and this is actually very recent is the loss of Lynn's husband And we are grateful that in the midst of trouble, God has been so faithful. We are so encouraged to see Lynn here, to see her faithfulness, to see the strength that God has given her. And again, I pray that we can all come alongside her and, and serve her and help her and comfort her in whatever way is needed. Now, a couple other things that uh, are definitely not nearly as as uh, as you know, bad as, as these last two that I just mentioned, but I, I think that we can also praise God and be reminded of his faithfulness through this, is how uh, at the beginning of the year, we had the hope, we had the expectation to uh, appoint Sam as an elder and to appoint Chris as a deacon. And God in his mercy, God in his guidance and his wisdom, he led us to put that on hold. And, you know, in, in the eyes of the world, I would be like, oh, you know, what a failure. We, we didn't accomplish what we set out to do. But when we realize that God is the one preserving us, that God is the one leading us, that, then we can give him thanks and say, God, thank you for leading us. And, 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 and really, you know, convicting Sam and, and, and the elders to, uh, to, to pause it, right? To pause the, the process of Sam becoming an elder. And I'm also really grateful that he continues to work toward that, right? It was not like, all right, you know, I'm not becoming an elder, so I'm out of here. I'm going to look for another church or whatever, or I'm discouraged. But I am so grateful that both Sam and Chris are still working toward that, are still faithful, are still uh, um, open to do God's will. Another thing that 
was disappointing is that, well, I wouldn't necessarily say disappointing, but another thing that didn't happen that we were working towards, we talked about potentially selling this building and, and maybe renting another place uh, in order to save money, and it didn't happen, right? God led us in, in a different direction, and we decided to stay here in this building, and I'm grateful that we have been able to use this building for God's glory. It's not the most beautiful building. I, I don't have to even mention that. We all know, but it is a building, right? Where it, we own it outright. We can gather here whenever we want. We can use it however we want. We have been able to meet here. We have been able to uh, uh, have our game nights, to host other events, to even host other people from other organizations. And so even in the midst of not being able to go with the plan that we set out at the beginning of the year, God has been faithful and we can thank him and praise him for that. In verse 8, this is how David ends the psalm. He says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I've heard uh, maybe some over, overly zealous teachers say something like, the Bible is not about you. You are not, you are not, the, you should not put yourself into the Bible because the Bible was not written about you or even to you. And, you know, while I understand the sentiment and maybe even agree uh, to a certain extent, I do think that, the, that God in his mercy gave us his word, his written word, so that we would apply it for ourselves. So that we would look at all of these stories that, sure, maybe we are not the original audience, maybe we are not to whom the original authors intended these specific books. But if we truly believe that God is the, the one who inspired Scripture, if we truly believe that God is the author of Scripture and that God is sovereign and that He cares for us, then we can say that this book is addressed to each one of us. That in this book, we can find God's word for us. In this book, you can find God's word for you. I think it is it is. Beautiful that this verse says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. I think that we all can look at this verse and say, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. God has a specific purpose for you and he will accomplish it. God has a specific purpose for you and he was working on that in 2022. Maybe 2022 was not your year. Maybe it didn't go as you had planned, but let me tell you this. God was working his purpose for you in 2022. God accomplished what he set out to do in 22 for you. Why? Because his steadfast love, his, this is the same word, his hesed endures forever. Because God loves each one of us. He accomplished his purpose for us in 2022. 
and, and we have the hope and the assurance and the certainty that he will continue to accomplish his purpose for us in 2023. Why? Because of his love. Because his love endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. We know that God is working in us because we are the work of his hands. Because he made us. We are his creatures and he loves his creatures. He loves us and he is working in us and he will accomplish his purpose for you. And I think we can all agree that the greatest way in which he has begun that work and which he has done that work is by becoming flesh. Jesus became a human. He was born as a human. He became like one of us because of God's love. He became like one of us. He came down. He lived a life of obedience, the obedience that, that none of us could have done or performed. None of us could have obeyed God in the same way, in the perfect way that Jesus did. He lived a perfect life and then he went to the cross willingly because of his love for you, because of his purposes for you, he went to the cross as the perfect sacrifice for your sin. He went to the cross to cover all of the sins that you committed in 2022 and before that and after that because of his love for you. He died on the cross to reconcile you to God. He died on the cross so that you wouldn't be the lowliest, but that to raise you up to God's presence, to God's uh, throne of grace, so that you can approach God's throne of grace. Because he loves us. And so when we come here every Sunday, when we remember God's faithfulness in 2022, when we continue to remember God's faithfulness and praise Him for that in 2023 and for the rest of our lives, I pray that we would be reminded that God has a, a purpose for each one of us and that God loves each one of us and that He will not forsake the work of His hands. And the greatest example of that is the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus on the cross. And that's why every Sunday that we gather here, we take communion. Because we want to remember the death of the Lord Jesus on our behalf. We don't want it to become just a thing of the past or a ticket entry into Christianity, but we want it to be the, cent we, the, the center of Christianity, the center of our faith, that Jesus gave his life for us because he loves us. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your faithfulness and your love for us in 2022. We thank you that your name was exalted and that we got to be a part of that, Lord. That in your mercy and your grace, even though we were the lowliest of the lowly, you included us in your purpose, in your plan, and you exalted your name 
through us, and you were faithful to us in 2022. You answered to our prayers. You sustained us in the midst of trouble. We thank you that you love us. You care for us. You have a purpose for us. Lord, we praise you. We surrender our lives to you. And God, as we remember the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, may we remember your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.